Hello everybody, yo Joburg, my name is Steve, this is episode 274 of G.I. Joburg, and it's entitled Playtime with the Universal Toy Collector. Who is the Universal Toy Collector? We're going to get into that in a moment. But as usual, I've got my, my, my gang, my band of thieves, leading the charge. It's Paul, Deadly Pencils, Lopesher, and... What has he got? He's got none other than the master of the mystic martial arts. It's Storm Shadow. Oh dear. Out of focus, Storm Shadow. I can't... Hey, everybody. <laughs> he tried. And oh, bringing up the him. third member of the trio of G.I. Joburg, it's Robbie. Hey, guys. It's me. It's Rob. Yeah, I shared. <laughs> it's Rob. <laughs> and presenting our guest for this evening, Stu from Universal Toy Collector. His channel is in the description below. He had us on last week on his uh, toy collecting uh, talk show, basically, which has gone into 17 episodes by now with esteemed guests that you're all probably familiar with. Like Dave C, straight from the pit, Gojitron, Bosk's Bounty, Chris Miwa from Chasing Aces Toys, and our very own Bob Hansen from the Bob Squad, among many others. The guy's running a channel, and we were very, very grateful to be on it. So, hey, it just made sense to return the favor and have him on G.I. Joburg. Ladies and gentlemen, Stu, the Universal Toy Collector. Hello, Stu. Hello, boys. All right? Great, yeah, man. Good. We had a good chat last week. We so it's time to turn yeah, the focus fun. on you, brother. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, nice one. Yeah, no, I appreciate you inviting me on. It's um, awesome. Thank you so much. The we actually just wanted to see well, a cool toy display. So. Oh, did you? <laughs> that too. I can, yeah. I can just, I can just like, like come off screen and just focus on my toy display. If you've ever watched that and look at that, then nah, me, I mean, nah. I'm, I'm easy. Hey, well, I have <laughs> seen your collection <laughs> video. So uh, for anyone wanting to know how deep this guy rolls, check it out. Check out the channel. But... You asked us some pretty probing questions last week. So I would also urge anyone who's got a passing interest in the, the three criminals of G.I. Joburg to check out the interview. The link will also be in the description below. But how does this Sunday find you, man? Has it been a, a roller coaster weekend? Yeah, Has anyone sure. let yeah, off any just... fireworks? Is Guy Fawkes still a thing? Yes, it is. It is. It, this, this is mm. the only country that celebrates some guy trying to blow up the House of the Parliament. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It, I, I just I can't get my head around it. We've been celebrating it for years. Yeah, they're trying to blow up the House of the Parliament. Let's let a few fireworks off every year, November the fifth. So, uh, yeah, fantastic, good stuff. Yeah, someone uh, someone lit up our House of the Parliament. I think two years ago. Part of it down. We don't get a holiday for that. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> we don't get a holiday. No. We just get a day dedicated to trying to blow up House of the Parliament. But in this day and age, I'm surprised they still let it go ahead. To be honest with you, but. There you are. Yeah, particularly with uh, animal rights. I mean, it's kind of died a swift death here. We used to celebrate Guy Fawkes, but mm. I mean, the kind of distress that it puts uh, particularly dogs and cats into. Yeah. Or well, yeah. any pet for that matter with any kind of sense of hearing. So mm. I think there are only certain designated places where people can let off fireworks. Paul, what's it like in Joburg, man? Um, for Guy Fawkes, Wasteland. it's completely dead. Um, but All for right. Diwali, it goes mad for Diwali. Well, yeah, Which it's, it's festival. We're, we're happy to step on the toes of like the English living in South Africa, but like, don't piss off the Indian population, please, please. <laughs> you want to warn your hands? English. Yeah, exactly. To, to be honest, I don't think anybody cares. Fireworks. 
So, gentlemen, I mean, th that kind of leads me into my first question of the evening. Uh, fireworks and G.I. Joes, do those two go hand in hand? <laughs> Stu, did you ever experiment with what happens when you stick firecrackers into that space between the G.I. Joes upper and lower halves? No, I didn't. No. Really? I, Good boy. I, I feel like I'm missing out. I feel like I'm missing out. No, man. It's terrible. No. I... I I'm embarrassed to say that some Joes did die at the hands of a, I think they're called Tom Thumbs. I don't know oh, wow. if you guys have a different name for them, but they're like matchstick sized. They look like TNT, like mini mm. TNT. You, go, you get them in strips. You can either light the whole strip, you know, the fuses mm. are all like intertwined, or you can separate them out and have individual little sticks of dynamite. Amazing. Did, did, we had things called like bangers. And basically, right. they were like probably the same thing, right. but they didn't let off a big spark or anything like that, or like pretty lights. It just went bang. That, that's all it was. That, that's why it's perfect for blowing up O-rings. My goodness. <laughs> so over on GI Joburg, we like to get a little bit of a, an identikit on our guests. Uh, the first questions are always um, some of my most delightful because it gives us a cross section of like exactly what era of Joe you were into and what style of play you liked. We can take a lot from how you answer these questions. So think very carefully. <laughs> Stu, I want to uh, know your favorite G.I. Joe action figure, your favorite Cobra action figure, and your favorite vehicles from the respective factions. Okay, so I, I would say my favorite G.I. Joe figure would have had to have been Airborne, mm. the original mm. Oving figure. I Simply, I just like the colors. I thought the colors worked so well. I thought you come with some pretty cool um, accessories, and uh, yeah, I, I I liked him. I never had him personally as a kid, but mm. um, when I was found a friend's house, and you know, I always quite liked him. He had a fairly decent looking weapon, his backpack, and I just thought he looked cool. He looked right. Nice. Uh, Cobra would have to be Zartan. He's just you awesome. and me, you and me both, baby. Way yeah, way <laughs> changed color. His little swamp scare. Um, I quite liked him. Um, Cobra vehicle is the water moccasin. Hmm. I'd, I'd, I'd quite like that. I think that's a pretty decent vehicle. It was affordable um, back in the UK in the day. So that was a fairly decent vehicle. So I like the colors of that. I like the aesthetics of it and just how it would go around the swamps. I, that's why I like Zartan as well, because he was like in, in the swamps, wasn't he? And then G.I. Oh, yeah. I, they go hand in glove, don't they? I mean, that, that vehicle hmm. and that character... There was definitely that um, that issue cover. I think the issue was entitled Zartan, and he's okay. riding on top of it, shooting at uh, um, the shark. I think some of those anyway, comics like, were amazing. Yeah. Some of the artwork and stuff like that. And uh, the favorite vehicle for the GI Joe was the Sky Striker. So I had the mm. Action Force Sky. Well, I, I didn't have a GI Joe Sky Striker as a kid. I now have a Action Force Sky Striker with Action Force stickers over it, as I'm from the UK, and Action Force was predominantly uk then gi joe kicked in and action force sort of like fell to the wayside so yeah so they're my favorite characters and figures and vehicles, and vehicles. Yeah. well you're going to preempt one of my questions that was going to come later in the the interview but did you back the Haslab sky striker yes i did hmm. oh very good because it, it, did, it yeah. did come out just as the uk were party to hasbro pulse right yeah, so that's it. Yeah, making things easier. Yeah, cool. I think I'm excited about I it. I am. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because then mm. I'll have a 
a um, Action Force Sky Striker and a G.I. Joe uh, Sky Striker, even though it's not a vintage G.I. Joe uh, Sky Striker. Well, yeah. at least it is vintage compatible. Whereas, I mean, yeah. in the interim, yeah. they released that 30th anniversary one, which has a more accommodating cockpit for, for modern figures. But, like, an O-ring figure will kind of rattle around in there rather loosely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think yeah. I would have regretted it if I didn't get that Haslab. I, I think I would have nice. regretted it. Sure. And does that mark the first official means whereby you got a Haslab? Because I know that you have a Katana, a um, Jabba Sail Barge. But you had to get that via the yeah ugh, the arduous no. road of eBay and import <laughs> tax and yeah no I, I got the um I got the Razor Crest as well oh, oh wow. wow oh cool okay. that, that's that probably is... one of the coolest things I've done I mean it's yeah that is gorgeous. that is awesome that is awesome well and the two figures that then, come then with then which it, is the, your uh, favorite between the oh between Jesus, the the, the, the Razor Crest can you can you define oh. a, a favorite it's got to be the Mod. Really? I mean, I don't even think there's a comparison. I love the original trilogy Star Wars. That's, I mean, it was only in it for what five, ten minutes screen time, if that. But it, it, it problem, looks fantastic. Man. It's a fantastic display piece. Well, listen, I mean, look at the um, Razor Crest. That was all the way through the season. Haslab announced they're going to do the um, Razor Crest, and then they blow it up. <laughs> I know. It, it, it's sad. But at the same time, like, at least that was a hero vehicle. Whereas mm. when I think of the sail barge, it's more of a, it's more of a setting for Luke to kick some ass before blowing yeah, it to hell. Yeah. <laughs> you I know, mean, which always that, was, that was the an dist- amazing set. Yeah, absolutely. Blue harvest. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it took a year for them to build it, and then they they go and blow it up. And I'm, I, would, I think I would have oh, cried. Mm. But didn't they blow? They blew up a miniature. Surely that's a miniature. No, it was the it was the it was the that they blew it up. Wow. <laughs> I know it's crazy, isn't it? Crazy. Yeah, now he has um a completely different ship. I I, I I haven't watched Boba Fett, but apparently, yeah, he has a Naboo fighter now, or at least a modified oh, Naboo yeah. fighter. Spoilers. Oh, vehicle. are we talking about the Razor Crest now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, not the Razor. Right. Yeah, after the Razor Crest got destroyed in the book of Boba Fett, sure. he there's a whole episode that just isn't about Boba Fett and just focuses on the Mandalorian yeah. getting a, yeah. a new ship. You've got to stop, you gotta stop the comments from killing us. They, they, they blew up the Razor Crest in that, uh, I think it was a Guillermo del Toro uh, directed episode or, of um, The Mandalorian. It wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, they did. They did. But he got a new ship in Boba Fett, which is a new fighter. That's what I'm or, saying. Uh, I like to think of it as ship. Mandalorian light. Oh, man. <laughs> this is not a Star Wars podcast. No, no, <laughs> sorry. Right. <laughs> no, but Stu, I mean, other than G.I. Joe, what is the other things that you really enjoy collecting? Um, I, it sounds like it's definitely uh, Star Wars, at least. Well, listen, Star Wars has always been my bread and butter, always will be my bread and butter. But I do have a strong passion for, for G.I. Joe. Um, I have, well, I, I don't have any of the original O-Ring figures, uh, unfortunately. I do have um, some of the 25th anniversary and the latest retro line. Uh, um, figures hmm. that have come out um i've also got the new um o-ring figures that have come out the two packs so i've got oh, those okay. so i think you had storm Tro- uh, stormtrooper bloody hell storm shadow and snake eyes <laughs> cobra trooper a cobra officer i know and duke and cobra commander yeah yeah, yeah okay. so- also through pulse i mean that's that's, that's yeah. the way of the future i just wish they would be a little bit quicker off the mark opening it up to 
some other markets. The rest of the world, I mean, yeah. Just well, yeah, I mean, why, why shouldn't I? I mean, everyone. you know, I mean, there are people all across the world that want to be interested in buying this sort of stuff. So you'd make, think it makes sense for them to open it up to the rest of the world because then they've expanded their market and then people around the world are going to want to buy, aren't they? So mm-hmm. that, well, I'd like to say they're making strides, but it, it doesn't seem like um, all areas are being serviced to the same degree. But anyways, I don't want to get sour grapes. Do you own any classified figures? Yes, I do. Okay. Um, I, I, I should have asked you guys how you th- um, felt about those. Because I was um, pretty excited. I'm a conscientious objector. They... Paul, is, <laughs> he, he's decided to swim. And Rob, he, he likes anything. So, I, 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 I'm, I'm so easy to please, you know, like really, <laughs> but like, but like, I wouldn't want to own all of them, but there are some very specific ones, which I think are absolutely yeah. amazing. I mean, yeah, I, I'm I a think cherry picker. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah. And it's good. He's, and he's it's pretty cool. Like this guy, then I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about you, Stu? Um, who, who I you started collecting them off. Of, well, I've got pretty much the majority of them. Um, I've not ah. got them on display. Um, I was disappointed with the original roadblock they did, the original Scarlet mm-hmm. and the original Duke. I, I didn't think they looked anything like their um, their eighties resemblance uh, as figures. Sure. Um, Hasbro, to be fair, did listen to a lot of the comments and a lot of the um, the fans, and slowly but surely they've started turning things around. And I think that has got a lot to do with Valiverse and him releasing the Action Force figures. Because now figures are coming with more accessories. They're coming with blast effects from the pistols and the weapons. And their guns aren't looking like some stupid nerve gun type thing. <laughs> They're looking like proper military weapons. And the figures are now looking more like they used to look back in mm-hmm. the 80s. But they were just a modernized version of them. So, you know, fair play to them for, for doing that. Yeah, they're finding their feet. Whereas I think yeah. Bobby Vela had a very clear vision from the outset. Yeah, uh, wanted multiple hands, uh, exchangeable mags, and storage for all the equipment yeah. on the figure. GI Joe is mm. actually playing catch up, as far as I can yeah, tell. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, they are. But we're yeah. now seeing, as you say, blast effects, believable weapons. Though it is questionable why Sergeant Slaughter has an AK forty-seven, whatever. Mm. Um, <laughs> but you know, things are things are looking up for the GI Joe line. And certainly, this yeah. this new vintage bent that the figure designs are going in. It's going to please the maximum number of people. I know there's always going to be voices of people who want to push the line forward into new things, but they tried that and it fell flat. Mm. So yeah. What are you going to do? We still don't have a, a, a vintage accurate Duke. Like they have not no. gotten off the starting blocks with such a primary character. So no. TikTok, TikTok, come on, Hasbro. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They've, they've, they've done another version now, haven't they? They did him as a Tiger Force. Tiger version. Force. It's but he's still got the weird shin pads and the, you know, he oh, looks really? like a, okay, a I youngster. Didn't, I didn't see that. Goodness. So basically, mm. they're just repaints, aren't they? Oh, those, yeah, those figures absolutely. like Tiger Force yes. and Python Patrol. They're just, just repaints. Mm. So, do you have a favorite classified figure? Like, clear favorite? Oh, God. Mm. Uh, Here at GI Joe, but we ask the probing questions. You do. I like, I like the um, the, um, the snake eyes, the commando snake eyes. I think he looks pretty decent. They've got him down to a T. I, I agree. He was the one that comes, comes with, with he came incredible with, uh, wolf. Yeah. Yes, yeah. he's fantastic. That, that's that's, yeah. that's probably the best version of him so far. Yeah, so totally he, he, he is immense. Yeah, but then saying that, 
Stalker is a close <laughs> Immense. second. Look at the size of that thing. Yeah, Stalker's oh, a close oh, second. Oh. He's He looks pretty cool. Oh, cool. Good. I still so haven't like seen Stalker. him in the flesh yet, so, so to speak. Oh, yet. Is, yeah. is yeah. he still he's, waiting he's a big bad toy store for you? Yeah, he's, he's, nah, he's, nah, he's nah, in nah. I saw him <laughs> in Singapore. <laughs> Interest. I got inside fun. information that uh, that Singapore is so clogged with unwanted classifieds that that they're going to ship them off to Australia. So good news for you, Darren. Wow! wow. And anyone of our Aussie listeners, it's, that is it's funny how they don't ship them off to South Africa anymore. Boo! Nah. That. Boo. <laughs> yeah, but we're, and we're swimming in in He-Man figures. It seems every time I go to Toys R Us, I'm like, wow. Like Quite this, this stuff doesn't seem Quite to be selection. in abundance in Oz. So weird. Weird. Well, and, and, uh, on a side note, which I thought was kind of amusing, was you know the Mega Blocks Colorful Gray Skull, the big um, building block one. So mm -hmm. that thing's like mm -hmm. three thousand three hundred rand or something, and I see it's been knocked down to four hundred and ninety nine rand at um, Toys R Us. Hmm. What? Yeah, the the He-Man collector groups were like going nuts with it. Hey, cool. Are you yeah, going so like to swoop in? No, no. <laughs> I got this lift, man. Look, guys, I got a deal. I got it for like 499 rands, bro. Yeah, it's like a oh, listen, it's a good <laughs> deal. Oh, you, you're saying you're saying no, hey? Yeah, I mean, listen, there's a part of me that would like to have it, but I don't know where to put it once I've built it. And Oops. yeah, I don't oh, know. a massive part of I'm you. So that's I'm 25 uh, pounds. <laughs> too. That's how much it, that's how much it's going for in South Africa right now for 25 pounds. Yeah, pocket change. There we go. Wow. All right, Stu, it's time to cast your mind back into your toy prehistory. We touched okay. on it very, very lightly in the interview, uh, but I'd like yeah. to to put you on the on the spot and ask you how it was that you used to play with GI Joe, like. And did it go through phases? Was there like an early stage where it was literally just you with your figures on your bed, you know, tinkering mm. with them, posing them a bit? Anyway, let me not speak for you, but talk us through it, man. What is your earliest yeah. GI Joe play memory? So, so basically, as as a kid, all I had was the um, the Z Force main battle tank, oh, and the with um, Action Force with Steeler, yeah, yep, and the Action Force Sky Striker. So I never really had. G.I. Joe or Action Force as a kid with like I could do missions because you, you can't do much with a tank and a jet, can you? And so I was just so basically my time with G.I. Joe was spent around a friend's house. Um, mm. um he, he was a local uh to me. Um and he had he was an only child, so he had practically everything you could want that was available in the UK mm. as regards to G.I. Joe vehicles, figures yeah, only children. So yeah, I know. I had two sisters, so I, you know, I was sort of like mixed my in with Barbie and, and, and My Little Pony oh, and Care Bears and stuff like that. So, what can you do? Endless guard <laughs> duty, protecting those nambi yeah. candy little critters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like like some of my figures. Where are they? You couldn't couldn't find my, some of my Star Wars figures and stuff like that. And they would be sitting having like a little tea party and stuff like that. And you know what I mean? So I was like, yeah, well, get that. Being back. the consummate Star Wars collector, did you mix Sky Striker and X Wing? Did you have no like a, a hangar bay no. that had this eclectic mix of vehicles? No, I was very anal back in those days. As to, it, this is Star Wars, so I'll be doing Star Wars missions. This is GI Joe, so I'll be taking this stuff around my friend's house. So I That's... never mixed mm. the two. Um, even at an early age, I was like, no, that, that to me that didn't seem right. Um, so I, I, I didn't do that. 
But but going around my friend's house, um, I'd, I'd get around there at eight o'clock on a Saturday morning on the weekend, and uh, we just spend all day just doing missions and and just having a good time and just letting our imagination run wild with these figures and stuff like that. And we had some pretty epic missions. So you know, games that would last like four or five days in the holidays, for example. You know, oh, you'd start a mission on, like on the first day yeah, of the holiday, cool. and then you'd just run it all the way through. But the only thing is we had to have a good imagination and good memory as to where we'd left stuff because we never used to really leave too much stuff outside. We always used to pack it up afterwards, take it back inside, you know, dust it down, all that sort of stuff. And then I'd go home, then come back the next morning. I'm like, where was this? Okay, this was there. Where were we? Right, okay. And then just bang, straight back into it. It was mm. epic. And we had, I mean, this went on from the age of probably eight, I'd say, all the way up to probably 14, 15 amazing teenagers yeah. playing with action yeah. figures Very man cool. oh man yeah <laughs> yeah we're we're, uh, we're in short supply i tell you guys who actually like kept that up when you know sports and chicks were getting the other focus yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. what are rugby ball but okay <laughs> that's fascinating because okay then then that truly does give me a cross-section of ages like back in when you're eight i assume it's just massive battles and then pack it in but as you get older, did the plot lines get more nuanced? Did you kind of have we, we more were variation quite, in what your we, we had doing? a lot of imagination back then because we, we didn't have things like um, uh, computer games and we, we had comics. So we would read some of the comics and probably get some ideas from them. We'd, we'd had the Sumbo uh, cartoon and we, would, we wouldn't copy like for like, but we'd say, okay, that idea and we'd put it with this idea from the comic and stuff like that. So we're always bouncing off each other for ideas and stuff like that. And one of us would say, well, I've got a great idea for this mission. And we were like, okay, crack on, we'll do that. And, you know, so I, I think definitely as, I think as the years went on and our understanding of things that the world sort of like, you know, um, deepened, the missions did start getting a bit deeper. There was more of a sinister tone to some of the, the missions as to where, when we were eight years old and, and nine and 10, it was all kind of like fairly innocent. And it was not that, you know, war was innocent or anything like that. Do you know what I mean? But there was no sinister sort of like real sinister tone to it. I mean, mm. Cobra commander became more um, sinister. And we always, as we got older, we always used to sort of like imitate his voices, like Jack Nicholson sort of thing. He was like a kind of cool, <laughs> calm, <laughs> laid back kind of guy. So my friend always did like the Cobra commander, whereas Destro, he was more like, I don't know, like James Old Jones, Darth Vader, because he had the mask on his head, didn't he? So, and oh, yeah. we were we were pretty crap at doing Scottish accents, so we we just <laughs> used the didn't bother cartoon didn't, didn't use the Scottish. Well, but yeah, yeah. True story. Arthur Burkhart, who voiced him on the cartoon, mm. he tells the story of how he auditioned for the role, and the casting director was like, "Give us Vader, give us James Earl Jones." He was like, mm. "Guys, I I do a different thing to to Mr. Earl Jones." Um, this is this is how I imagine, it. and he did various variations. But it's pretty yeah. evident that that, I mean, in the eyes of of the casting directors and and probably the public, like Destro was seen as like this Vader esque character, the mask, yeah. the taller stature, the black, mm. the kind of is he man, is he machine? Mm. So yeah, man, that's that's a, a very compelling but, line to draw. But but the, but the thing is with that as well. I mean, Cobra Commander was was Chris Larter, wasn't it? But he also oh, did yeah. Starscream. So then when you watch the Transformers cartoon, you knew that the same guy that voiced Cobra Commander did 
Starscream because their voices were practically the same. And mm. for me, that took something away from Starscream or whoever, you know, or Cobra oh. Commander. Because yeah, I was thinking the other want, way around. You want people to be. You want people to be. Well, I I don't know which came first. I don't know whether it was Cobra Commander mm. or Starscream. So it would have been it, Cobra it, Commander. I think the the the. But but Chris was doing something different in um, Mass Device. So the the original GI Joe miniseries aired in September '83, mm. which would okay. have made it almost a year before Transformers. Because mm. um, mm. okay. uh, yeah, I think. Transformers was definitely 84 when in that year they had the first cartoon episode. I don't know. I'm not a Transformers guy. But yeah, so, but like, as I say, Chris's performance definitely grew and modified. Like back then he was slurring on everything. um, Yeah. You know, doing the kind of the snake hiss. And he kind of dropped that some ways along. But absolutely, I think you you bang on the money by saying that by knowing that it's the same voice as Starscream it does kind of undermine it because Starscream's yeah. character is to be the sniveling, treacherous underling, and yeah, like it's 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 a I don't know if it's a correct read of the Cobra Commander character to make him mm. sniveling and and pathetic, but that's yeah. unfortunately the effect that it had. That, that's it? how it came across, wasn't it? He, you know, he was he was so like, you, you mentioned him as a buffoon, didn't you? In the Last what week. was your character reference for? Oh yes, you said Jack Nicholson. Brilliant. Yeah, Jack Nicholson. Yeah, yeah. So we, oh, we went along like with that. Jack Nicholson, and and I don't know why, but my friend did it, and I said, "That works. Said, just keep it. Just keep it. It worked." So it, yeah, it did work, and you know, I mean, so I do you imagine Jack him Nicholson's... being the kind of leader who has his feet up on the desk, this kind of laid back. Yeah, know. he. So he kind of reminded me of Jack Nicholson's character in A Few Good Men. Okay. You know, oh, he right. was like yeah, all, the military like, decorum. And this, yeah. That, yeah, yeah, this, that, and the other. But then we keep peeing. You can't handle the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, we, obviously, we didn't do that, but it, it was that kind of thing where he would, you know, get mad and that be it. He would, you know, people would be scared of him and stuff like that. So they were always on edge around him and stuff like that. And that's that's why we went with that, that voice for, for Cobra Commander back in when we were kids. Hmm. Cool. I'm envious of that. I didn't actually have a, a compelling Cobra Commander action figure for the longest time. I had the one that was released in 1991, mm. um, who okay. has gone down in history thanks to Hooded Cobra Commander's uh, review as like Disco Medallion Cobra Commander. That, that's what <laughs> yeah, isn't it? He's got, no, he's got a, a, a red face plate. So it's kind of a return to oh, okay. the aesthetic of the battle helmet Cobra Commander. But he's got okay. like really muscled out physique. And this gigantic no. golden cobra sigil on his. Uh, well, it's, it's, is it's that him? It's like. No, no, that's Paul's asshole. I was going to say. <laughs> Paul's contribution on this podcast is to like derail us, basically. Because, yeah, for those <laughs> of you listening to the audio only version, uh, he's basically holding up his collection figure after figure to try and, I suppose, throw our, throw our flow. Hey, now it's Clean Sweep's turn. What's clean sweep yeah, got to say, Paul? It's Operation <laughs> Mass Distraction. While while we send quick in a quick kick in to do the the real dirty work. <laughs> Which is the best Eco Warriors figure, and why is it clean sweep? Paul, tell us. Well, he looks like this, dude. <laughs> the He's very man. unique. He he looks yeah. He looks like us. Hey, now. I we look like him now. <laughs> wow. Um, it's true. No, I don't. I don't feel like. I mean, clean sweep is great, but come now. Like the best eco warriors character is, is Cesspool, man. That's that's the best toy in my opinion. 
it's just going over your heads too. Are you okay with the? Yeah, well, that, no, I, I know, I know, I know the Eco Warriors, and I got to say, I wasn't a big fan. I preferred the um, figures and vehicles from 1982 up to probably just before the Eco Warriors started started kicking in. I mean, they 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 just didn't do anything for me at all as as figures, or, or so. I, I, I mean, I don't know why they they decided to go down that route, but it, I don't think it was a very wise choice that's my opinion i mean people could agree yeah. so oh, cool. no, with your powers being blind i am captain planet well there you go uh, that's that's 1990 onwards it was very much influenced by whatever change was going on in in, in the world so, at the time coming back to cobra commander hmm. um like because like now that you guys have touched on it and you got this cool voice our cobra commander was like like super powered it's like a god, mm. like a like a powerful evil god. How could you and do that? We had though, the orange face the character. That's weird. Yeah, we just made him that because we had no other version of Cobra Commander. We had like the orange face one was the only one. In fact, the more I look at him these days, the more I feel like he should have been part of the um, hang glider squad. The <laughs> what are they called? <laughs> like, Air commandos. Air commandos. Yes, because I keep wanting to call them Sky Patrol. But I keep feeling like he's supposed to be part of that because this looks like rigging, you know, for like being on a battle copter or something. Much the mm. same. But... Has to keep his muscles in. Yeah, yeah. So these, by these by muscles. by using him as a, a super powered character, Paul, what would you say you were taking direct influence from? Dragon Was Ball it Cobra Z. Law? Dragon Ball Z. Okay. <laughs> like, in all things I mean... anime. Yeah, I mean, guys, th this was when I was introduced to anime. I mean, I was like eight, nine years old, and I'd never seen anything like Dragon Ball Z in my life. And here it was, and I'd seen Saint Seiya, and David and I were playing with G.I. Joes, and there was a military edge, which was very inspired by, you know, action movies that we had, we were watching, and American Ninja and whatever else. And then anime, you know, like we all of our ninjas were fighting like, hold on, our ninjas were fighting like this. It was all like... You know, that kind of crap, you know, and like boss battles. <laughs> and then when Ninja Force came, oh, my word, the fact that we had so many cool melee weapons. I mean, that started getting crazy. And then we could like, yeah, and then it was like Chinese Kung Fu forms. And it was all like <laughs> kind of thing. Why? And then stuff. why exactly that kind of once upon a time in China was a big influence for us when we were kids. And uh, you know what? It was also pretty cool with that was when. Literally, the only cool thing about the shadow ninjas um, are the translucent weapons, because then that started becoming like energy weapons, you know, like like chi mm. weapons, you know, and so like that. All of a sudden, vibe. you make me want to mm. remove the paint that I, as a child, painted onto those translucent weapons, because well, that they, is kind of cool. You and Dragon Fortress have both like convinced me that they should be restored. Back to the way they Oh, looked. they're cool, man. I love them oh. see-through weapons. They're great. Anyway, but way guys, to go, I mean... Paul. We have totally hijacked the interview here. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I've got to say, I found it interesting when Paul said that you had Cobra Commander with some kind of like godlike figure. We never did that. Mm. Our godlike figure, if you want, and the guy that was spreading the word and the one that was, was Serpental, we had him as the guy that was sort of like spreading the word of, of Cobra and stuff like that. And we just had Cobra Commander as the, the military kind of guy. And stuff like that. No, so so we always had was... like... Yeah, sorry, Stu. Yeah, no, I was gonna say, and then we just used to have like a um like um you know, they, they used to plow up each other and stuff like that. And you know, you then we had like different factions and stuff like that, some going over towards Serpentor, 
others would be back in Cobra Command, and we used to have like in in house squabbles like civil wars and stuff like that, which was which was pretty cool. No, Serpentor was gonna be like, and when I say was gonna be, he was gonna be like our cell kind of character from Dragon Ball Z. He would be like the evolution, okay. like. But okay. we never got a Serpentor ever. The closest we oh, got to mm. Serpentor was on the little catalog, and we had sent off the the letter with our mm. points, our flag points, and everything. They never re-released well, him. We, he was we only a mail away. Yes, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Serpentor, yeah, for, was, for all his importance, he had a very brief release window. Mm. So, you either got him in 86 and 87 in the United States, or a little bit later in the UK, or I don't know when he reached maybe <coughs> Australia or Didn't Singapore. Like but, an like, ugly yellow one as well. Sorry. They did a comic pack that Rob has. Mm. Right. Hey Rob, you've now you've yeah, now got the original gold and you've got yeah. the comic and pack the version. Yeah, oh, original yes, gold is much better. OG mm -hmm. Rob, but yeah, the yellow version. I think yeah, obviously that was the only other version they ever ever released. That was has like got a removable helmet though, so you yeah, can see that's, his that's face. One advantage. Well, um, guys, I don't know what it was like with uh, and Rob and Steve. I don't know if you guys were ever like this, but I know with like David and I, it was a situation of. Dion was at Dion's the shop was at one part of Northgate, and whenever we went to Northgate, we for us the Dion's was in the exact same place in Northgate. It did not. Move. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> uh, relativity be damned. But David would come to my place on a Saturday, and then on Saturday we would go to like the shops and stuff, so we can go play arcades or whatever's when my mom did shopping or whatever's. And there was always a rush. Like literally, we got there, and we Reggie's ran rush. to Dion's. Yeah, it was basically that. We would run to Dion's because how it would work is a lot of the times it's your first person to that shop has first pick, which is how I was lucky enough to get characters like Static Line before David. You were fighting with your friend, competing. Like, you had <laughs> yes, a, dude. a race. Yeah, David was like, like lay your him. hand on the figure first. That's incredible. Man. And yeah, and then it, and that pretty much carried on until David got a motorbike. <laughs> So, All right, then he could, then he could go to the shops the whenever he wanted to. Get them, <laughs> forget them. No yeah. chance. No, so, I don't think. Wait, hang on. What if? That. So you both like got to Iraq and were scrolling through the, you know, flipping through the the, the action figures on the on the pegs. Um, yeah. I, that's mind-boggling to try just know that level of competition. Get... Yeah, we were like that, dude. Jeez, oh, we so would be looking scan at stuff it, on like. Yeah, we'd be looking at the back of the thing and going, okay, like, you know, because we're stupid, like, we would be like, oh, maybe they'll have an early Viper for <laughs> whatever. It's mine. No, it's mine. I'll get it. <laughs> Run. How did you, like, and I assume these are the, the figures that everyone wants, and so the likelihood of finding duplicates is unlikely. So, and, yeah. and in the case of a duplicate, would you guys each get one or did you be like mm, so you got that one i'm not going to get it because uh, i'll get to play with happened. yours i'll get to enjoy yours yeah. but there were still figures the that, like, yeah but rough, there were certain man. figures that were like never shared like snake eyes david had snake mm. eyes first right off the bat and actually i was remembering this last night because i watched uh, robin williams's toys which takes me all the way oh, back to like uh, when northgate actually opened and that was the first. Do they time. feature any GI Joe in in toys? They do. They've got the the battle wagon in the background. It's uh, when okay. they're making war toys. There's a battle wagon in the background in the production, and like there's a whole bunch of toys and stuff in the background, and the battle wagons there. 
Um, so that was pretty cool. Speaking uh, of which, yeah. I need to dust my damn battle wagon, and that's going to be fun with the electronics. Ooh. I've been subjecting a lot of my toys to soapy baths recently. Um, the whale is an absolute <laughs> bastard. I mean, just oh. trying to get into those intricate little spaces that are so fragile with a toothbrush. Uh, mm. Anyway, I, thought- I mean, th- can I just say the whale was a sadistic exercise by whoever designed it? Because, I mean, kids of the 80s be damned. I know they were smarter than, than the rest of us. But, <laughs> like, that is just an evil toy. Even back in the day when you were assembling it fresh, those veins are so, so fiddly. Oh, yeah. Like, to, yeah, think, to think that that was a toy? A toy yep. of the 80s? Like, you can't talk to the kind of kids a lot of trust. With the whale, yeah. you've got the, the compartment underneath. Now, that, to me, I don't know whether that's a storage compartment or whether they originally designed that as to have like batteries and have the propellers on a motor. Mm. But then yeah, I don't know I whether they thought, hang on a minute, what you'd do is you'd get kids put their fingers in the propellers and they'd be losing their fingers. They'd be like, no, no, that's a bit too dangerous. <laughs> Not that it would be that that quick and powerful, but mm. you never know, dear. So I wonder if that was um, a battery compartment or whether it's just going to be just a storage compartment. I just fail to think that something like the whale would ever be approved by toy regulations today. I mean, everything's so dumbed down, like so like, many small parts. It's mm. full foolproof because we are fools. I mean, it's... we are very <laughs> kids these days. They don't know how to play with toys. But I want to keep on this tip, Stu. I want to see if you can recall any actual like the content of your missions. Maybe some yeah, of the stuff that you were um, doing as a 14 or 15-year-old. Like, how did it start? What was the objective? What was the opponent? Did you always play from the perspective of the good guys? We mixed it up. We we were never solely... I was never solely the good guys or the Joes and Cobra. Uh, we, we sort of mixed it up. And, we, we and it was cooperative like, play. You weren't antagonizing one another. You weren't, I'll play no, Joe, you no, play Cobra. No, it, no, no, no. It was, it was a case of, okay, so... We would always sit down for about 10, 15 minutes before and, and just discuss. Even as kids, it's ridiculous to think. Even as kids, we would discuss, uh, discuss where's this going to go? What, what is our outcome and stuff like that? So we'd always start off as like it was in a, in a, in a, like a, a frontline battle scene. We'd set everything up in a battle scene. Um, and the objective was, objective was for either Cobra to take the island over or the Joes to take the island over because it was going to be a, like a, a main strong point, a stronghold. And we just take it from there. And then it would, we, it would just wherever the wind would take us, you know, um, one mission I remember um, was to do with Serpentor and mm-hmm. he was um, alone in some Egyptian like village and what have you. And uh, Frank case was there because he was left there because he was, he'd got injured in a previous um, mission. So he got so like, I would say Joe's he's recuperating in a hospital. Or he was recoup. Well, he, no, it was just like an old abandoned like sort of village. So then mm-hmm. I can remember we we did at, at least an hour going of, native. <laughs> yeah, cool. with um, Crank Case and Serpentor, and you know they're, they're they're out to get each other sort of thing because Serpentor. I think we've missed a step those two. Gone during your planning phase. Did you divvy up the collection? Say, okay, your players Serpentor, our players Crank Case, and and take it from there. Like who's got which figure under their control? Or did you kind of have a ro- rotating or revolving it, door it, on things? It was, it would, it would be like, well, I, I don't agree with that. So we'd be like, okay, so I mean, predominantly it would be, I could be both of them, and then my friend would be going, what, what are you up to? And I said, well, this is the situation these guys are in, and he'd be uh-huh. off doing something else in another part of the 
it, you know, the game and stuff like that. Ah, it was just, it was a really, cool. really weird, like, sort of setup. It was no, I don't know, there's no rules type sort of thing. Apart from, we got to the point where if a vehicle gets blown up, it gets blown up and whoever's in it is dead sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And the first missile that hit one of the fangs blew up. Oh, he's dead. Who was it? Scrap iron. And my mate was like, ah, oh, Jesus, he was one of my favorite <laughs> characters and stuff like that. Oh, so I we hated to, that. We, yeah, we had to give a pass on that. So, but yeah, but um, no, we, we just... What really, just me, what really fascinates me is you, you had sequences of actual plot driving that were done mm. independently. The yeah. only time my mates and I played independently was during a big battle where we'd each kind of pair off into our own separate, like, I suppose, showdowns. And then mm. we'd come together, you know, battle-tested and haggard by the end of it and, like, plant the explosives and get out of the base or whatever the play pattern was. But it sounds yeah. to me like you progressed plot separately and then had to brief each other on what had happened previously yeah, yeah. on X-Men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, was, awesome. it was it was pretty much like that. I was like, so I would stop sort of like what I'm doing and then go and just join in with what he was doing. And I said, okay, so what's the situation here? Or he would do the mm. same thing. What's the situation going on here? Then we'd sort of like interject or we might even swap over and take the, he might have had an idea for, for one mission and, and one part of the, the, the game. And then I would jump in and, you know, help out. And then he'd sort of like go off and concentrate on doing what I was doing and stuff like that. And then it was, but we always had like a, a main goal outcome that we wanted to reach. Sometimes we might have reached that within the first day or two. If not, if it's in the summer holidays, like I say, our games could last, missions could last three, four weeks. It mm. was it was crazy. It would to think that as kids, that is what we would do day in, day out. And that is what I miss about my childhood is that it's time. Not crazy using no, but it is to think because it You're in good company now. right here, man. It, it yeah. doesn't happen now, does it? it? And that's the sad thing. There's no imagination with, with kids these days. I don't want to get too deep, but mm. I just don't think there this is. This is the You've right forum to... for it. Yeah, definitely. Ta tablets have kind of stolen their youth away. Like they're, <laughs> they're not able to use their minds to create a narrative. Mm. And I don't speak they're about all kids. Bored. I certainly am, am privy to, to, to uh, friends, kids' playtimes, and I've, I've, I've spoken to them before. Uh, on occasions and there are still kids out there that do have these imaginary worlds but it's definitely in the sharp minority mm -hmm. now uh did crankcase ever get his man did did, did he get serpento in the old end yes ah yes, excellent did. even with an injury how did, what what injury did in, uh, did in, old in the back of a head with his pistol hey. oh it was it was head. savage it was it was Final. it was pretty savage and then that was it he, he'd gone and then, oh. then about, then, then he come and got picked up. Someone come and picked them up. I don't know if it was Scarlet or someone like come and picked them up, and they they whisked them away. <laughs> what that in the bag? Badass. <laughs> and then Serpenter was just <laughs> like crank. laying there. Yeah, yeah. No, Crankcase was cool. He he, he got away. But yeah, that's awesome. awesome. Badass. I, where did you? A friend of mine actually made Crankcase uh, Outback's father. Oh, um, Outback's too. In fact, Richard, he wow. uh, he oh, has yes. that, that kind of continuity. Kind of explains well, why Crankcase looks perhaps a little bit fuddy duddy. He has the the, the <laughs> you know like turn of the century moustache and the the combed hair. Yeah. If Rob, guys, Robbie, if I get, sometimes man. sometimes I get quite mm. excitable and I my my speech starts to like speed up. So if I go too fast or people don't understand, what no, I'm saying, no, you're like, totally understandable. Slow down, slow like, down. It's, 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 you're very easily understood. Don't worry. Oh, awesome. Yeah. You're not Scottish. 
You're not Scottish. No. Uh -oh. um, no, I, I was wondering, where did your characterizations of the characters come from for G.I. Joe? Like, what was it based off? Was it just the file cards? Were you um, regularly reading the Action Force comic books? Was it we just read your the own comics, but we like to put, we like to put our own stuff on it. I mean, there was there was one character, Leatherneck, and he was. We always had him down as a real miserable, grumpy git, real proper miserable. Um, and I can remember there was he was out on a mission, and one one of his like team got shot and got killed. And he had a grudge against, I can't remember which other character it was or figure it was, but he had a grudge. We, had, we held that grudge for a long, long time. It's like, it's your fault that he's died. And those two would always end up like fighting proper. I don't, so I don't know whether that would come from the cartoon or not. I don't know, but, but we, from what I can remember, he was like the real grump of the, and he had this grudge against, I can't remember who it was, but he had a grudge hmm. because his, his, his partner got shot and killed and he blamed this other guy for it. So, so there was definitely a, a sort of a continuity of your own that happened eventually that you yeah, had yeah. continuity going on. Mm. That's actually really yeah. cool though. Yeah, oh yeah, we had we, your own we idea of it. like how the characters yeah. interacted. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because mm. you know, like Scarlet and well, I, I call it a love triangle with Scarlet and, and um Duke and Snake Eyes, there was always that thing that we had going on with between those three as well. So, you know, is she going to side with Duke or is she going to go with Snake Eyes and stuff like that? And but interesting, okay. it's, yeah, it's a I must be honest, yeah, David cool. and I never played the love angle things ever with any of the characters because we didn't have any female characters, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like easier not uh, to like worry about when that. you start using like you know, X Men figures and Star Wars figures, and this is going to whatever you've got to hand, yeah. See, again, <laughs> we, we didn't do that, we just everybody. We, uh, we just carried on using good. those those figures. I mean, I think Scarlet was the only uh, Scarlet and Baroness were the, at the time were the only sort of like GI Joe female figures. I mean, I know there was Covergirl, but we never had her. And then there was obviously Quarrel from Z Force, which was basically well. I mean, the X Force Scarlet, release yeah. of the Wolverine would have had Hunter for him. Yeah, he was. Okay, the, um... so let's. Oh, is the oh, Hunter? Yeah. Yes, the SAS. That's the SAS um, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Wolverine. yeah. But I think they, they did a they did a later one, didn't they? Which they did, a, yeah. a repainted, yeah. well, not even repainted. It was just a slightly slightly darker rock and roll. Um, mm. Stu, I'm going to turn one of your questions back on you and say, what gives you the buzz currently? Of of toy collecting. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, however you want to phrase it, toy collecting, yeah. toy playing, toy appreciation. Well, listen, I. I it, <laughs> I've definitely got a toy appreciation and I would definitely class myself as a toy collector because I don't sort of like play. I mean, I, 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 um, we did the whale a few, a couple of years ago. So I guess you kind of call that playing, but I, but what gives me the buzz? Just the fact we did, we're talking re repro stickers, reproduction. Oh, veins, I, I used like to, what? No, 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 no. Um, Oh, when you when you um, clean something up restore? and restore, restore it, yeah. Hell, yeah. So I restored the, the word we were trying to come up with so, last time. So yes, mm -hmm. it was. Um, it's got um, reproduction well, um, veins because I just couldn't find any decent ones online, and the ones that they did mm. have, I, you know, I didn't want to sort of like pay that kind of money for them. So, but for me personally, I 
it gives me a buzz just coming in this room and just sitting looking at these figures because I've got mm. an appreciation of them. Mm. The, the, the original Star Wars figures, they although they weren't mine as a child, I can sit and look at them and think, wow, these take me back to the days when I was a kid. And I can appreciate those times and like wallow in nostalgia for like a good couple of hours and stuff like that. And then I, I look at the, the modern day stuff and think, wow, how figures have progressed and advanced mm. in the years since I was a kid with the articulation, the sculpts, the photo real faces. Mm. I mean, they, they are fantastic, but you're never going to get that same nostalgia pull as a five POA figure or a vintage O-ring figure. You just won't, no matter how much you look at this stuff and appreciate it. I mean, I guess the closest would be the um, Master of the Universe figures, the Origins, mm. because they are pretty similar to what they were. They don't have the swivel action hips or anything like that, but they look pretty much how they did when I was a kid. So, but yeah, Agreed. just the buzz is is just being able to sit and look back. And because I, I don't get a buzz when you when you pre-order something because you, you're waiting for ages for it to come through. I mean, you know, sometimes you can wait a year. It's like there's there was no buzz in me. I was excited to get it, um, the uh, the Sky Striker. But mm -hmm. you've got to wait for ages. So there's the excitement sort of goes and then it turns up and you go, oh, yeah, 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 brilliant, fantastic. It, I think you get more of a buzz if you go to like a store and stuff like that and find something. But Or a toy show, my word. Or a toy show, yeah, yeah. Mm. We've got one oh, coming up this Saturday. Yes. What is this, this coming Saturday, we've got a toy fair. Can I come? Can I come? If you want, man. Yeah, buddy. Do it, please. So, yeah, that's what gives me the buzz. Just just being able to sit back and look at this and appreciate it. And and then I guess I suppose the community definitely because you're talking to like-minded people. And with me, I'm like, I collect all sorts of stuff. So it's great to hear different people's perspectives on collecting Star Wars, G.I. Joe, He-Man. Uh, Transformers, whatever they're into, I, I just love listening to it, and it, it, it definitely gives me a buzz just talking to you guys and talking to other people about like toys and stuff. So, reason for starting the channel, I presume. Well, that was Scuba Pete's fault. <laughs> Very good. So, totally blame him. So he he kind of got me back into being in the Instagram. Well, I wasn't in the Instagram group to, to start with. But he said, come and join the group. You've got people in there that you know. We'd love to chat to you and stuff like that. You don't have to post anything. Well, I'm going to use a um, an analogy from Carl Pilkington. I don't know if you heard Carl Pilkington. So Pete was saying he, he's an idiot abroad, basically, with Ricky. Mm. Oh, yes. yes. Sorry. Yeah. So, so Pete said to me, you, you can come and, and, and you don't have to post any pictures or just you know say hello. You don't have to post any pictures. Well, for me... That's like someone staying. That's like me saying, "I'm going to go stand in a brothel and just watch." And <laughs> so, so you've got the yeah. So then I just end up like posting pictures and stuff like that. And then I, I said to Pete, "Do you, you want to do like a um, a live stream um, sort of thing?" He's going, "Yeah, yeah, I'm up, I'm up for it." So we did that. And so the first couple, I technically on my part would weren't very good. I mean, I had a good time doing it but there was things that went wrong <laughs> and there was one live stream we did and we had like, so we was on camera, but then we had a second camera set up as well. So then when we went to show what we were in our top 10, we would focus on that and then we would come off and it would be our like vehicle for Star Wars. Well, I was having a lot of echo 
and reverb. And I was mm. like, I can't concentrate, Pete. I can't concentrate. So I come off screen. Little did I know I, the reason why, but I was effing and blinding and I really was giving it some. And Pete was sitting there going, it's okay, dude. It's fine. It's fine. But I didn't realize he could hear me. And everybody on the live stream <laughs> could hear me swearing in the background. I'd Perfect. left my volume on the camera phone. So, of course, it was picking up. So that's why there was a... Um, but pete was like yeah okay cheers and there's me effing and jeffing in the background and pete's just going it's like hey dude fine <laughs> we run a clean was, show well well i was about <laughs> yeah, to say yeah, you yeah. don't have much in common with an idiot abroad other than the fact that you're both englishmen but yeah i suppose bald, being that yeah. guy on the show <laughs> effing and jeffing <laughs> Yeah, yeah but I, I said we, to Pete, I said because I didn't realise, so I, you know, I, I apologise when I looked back at it. I was like horrified. I was like, oh my god, I can laugh about <laughs> it now. But <laughs> funny man. But yeah. So this is unprecedented on GI Joe book, but I, I, I'm curious, and I'd like to know the answer since you are primarily a Star Wars guy, and we yeah. did do the 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 action figure identikit up front. I'm now wanting to know what your favourite vintage star wars action figure is of all time like hands down what is your what's your go-to what's your main main guy or girl dengar dengar i was wow. gonna say boba wow. fett like boba fett's always in with a chance but you go dengar yeah <laughs> what is it about that panty it's just yeah looking? yeah I, I i i can't you can't beat a bit of pantyhose around your head i think it's a, a sexy look <laughs> <laughs> no no so, i don't know he was just the, the, the go-to guy as a kid. And I just thought, well, look, Boba Fett's getting all the attention. He's the one, the main guy. So I just thought, I, you know, who, you know, and Dengar, and it's just stuck. I, I love his costume. Um, yeah, okay. I, I, Blaster's yeah. not too bad either. You no, know, it's, it's decent. Doesn't... He had next to no screen time at all. But again, imagination takes you to that place where you think that character can be. And I, I think that's the great thing about um, childhood is the imagination of kids certainly back then i don't know about now it just ran wild and we were we were allowed to explore our imagination and stuff like that and you know it, it, we, we got that from like creative writing in, in in our english classes stuff like that just feel free to write and do stuff and that's how we did as play we were we were allowed to use our imagination we weren't told no you can't do this and no you can't do that you know i mean this day and age who's going to want kids playing around with like this terrorist group that are blowing things up and stuff like that they're not going to want this day and age people aren't going to want to do that and see that are they not for their kids you know back in the 80s and stuff like that it wasn't a problem because it was just innocent kicking ass yeah exactly and i you know i listen we we knew the difference between right and wrong but it didn't matter because it was playtime it was an imagination so we could just explore that and we 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 did fully explore that and it was and that's why I like Dengar because the things that I had him doing were the things that Boba Fett would have been doing. So I just, and he look, he looks cool anyway. Like I say, mm. the colors is, and you know. I need to so, take yeah. another look at the vintage uh, figure of Dengar. Did they do a vintage collection one? A sort of yes, modern update? VCO one, VCO oh, one, Jeez. yeah, VCO one. And I I got him. Um, I think it was last year or the year before from the states on on the original card. Um, I paid a, a pretty penny for him, and let's put it that way. But he, he, and I said to the guy when he's shipping, look, please just can you pack this properly and look after it? And he said, look, I've sent worldwide, not an issue. And it come in pristine condition. So I've got him in a star case or an acrylic case. <laughs> um, yeah, he's staying on the card. 
So he's yeah, the one just, classic bounty hunter of the executor six that I just don't have. Got the rest, but yeah. don't have Dengar in any form. So yeah, I, no, probably, cool. I should probably look into to, to fixing that. Awesome, he's fairly awesome. decent in have, Black Series as well. You, pretty cool. In have Black you got a loose? Well. Oh right, okay. I'm a sure. loose Dengar. I yeah. Hang on, just excuse me. Excuse me. Haha, <laughs> toy time with Do. <laughs> so, uh, oh, sweet, man. Oh, let's get it in focus. Yeah. Get it in focus. So, yeah, that. Where the bloody am I going? Is it focused? Focus. It's, no. coming. it's coming. It's getting there. There you go. So that's oh, yeah. Vintage. Great weathering. He just looks absolutely awesome. So yeah, I'm really pleased with that. That is so cool. I, I do like him. He's an awesome it's figure. It's a great figure. I, I remember like the when, fact that you've um, got love for the sort of the more ungainly, like less glamorous guy. I mean, yeah, Dengar fans of the world unite. <laughs> Stu's <laughs> wearing your like he's bearing your arms. Mm. <laughs> no, but guys, cool. I remember when um Kodabuki had this uh, series of um statuettes for the uh, for the the Bob of uh, the Boba Fett for the bounty, for the bounty hunters, hunters. Mm. so they had you know Boba, Foilom, uh, IG88, etc. And I remember like Dengar used to sit there in our store for like forever, and um, and it was just uh, and one day somebody came in and was like, oh my god, you got Dengar, and I was like, why is that the only one you need to finish your set? He's like, no, this is the only one I want, and I was like, the only one I want. Okay. Cool. Are dedicated Dengar fans out there? So like that's pretty cool. I'm not Let's one of them. Turn our attention to but the future of toy collecting, boys. Sorry, Paul. I'm going to jump on you. No, there. no, no. Say, uh, I think I kind of have an idea of what uh, the Joe Book fellas would answer to this question. So, Stu, this is firmly directed at you for now. Um, okay, is there a ceiling to the action figure collecting? Or, like, as long as you draw breath, you will be looking for toys to buy? I think that. I think at the moment, the way things are financially i think i'm definitely going to be sort of like cutting back i was at a time we where say I, that like, I, all the time but yeah exactly <laughs> i need 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 but there's always something else to collect there's always sure. something else to collect it's like i i collect the um, the disney the disney pins um whether mm, they be star mm. wars or marvel so i've got them so i i get them every now and again if i when i go abroad and stuff like that to, to florida um I, I like lightsabers. I'm, I'm now dipping my toes into the um, more into the comics, um, more into um, trading cards and stuff like that, and then sending them off to get graded. I mean, listen, I'm mm. I'm really easily influenced, and um, me since 2020, my collection has gone, you know, from like a little collection up to like a big old collection, and um, because I'm easily influenced, I see people on. On, on on youtube and i think god i like that i like this i like this mm. but i've had to rein it in a bit a a because of the space i mean it's like my wife was saying she doesn't mind me having the stuff in the collection she's just worried because we do not have um yeah chris loves the whale he you know he he's doing his own uh, restoration as well bless him so uh fair play chris thank you mate but yeah it's, it's just the fact that we do not have the space or, or, or place that we want to live at the moment to to store it all because i as much as i love collecting i don't want it sat in boxes i mean a lot of people have heard say if they'd rather like pass it on and move it on i'm not in the position to do that at the moment or i feel i'm in that situation because i know at some point in the future 
we will have a place big enough to be able to display it all. But yeah, okay. I mean, so I'm, you're not selling off as you go, like you're you're buying, keeping, no, storing. I, I I I have sold off stuff in the past. Um, I mm -hmm. um, sold all my SAS collection. I sold that to a guy on eBay, and in my Z Force collection, I had all the figures apart from I, I think the the dock. Um, I had a lot of the vehicles, like I had the APC, the the, the Z Force oh, yeah. one with the the medical bay inside it and stuff like that. Mm. Um, I had the, the Jeep. The, the motorcycle a few of the uh, big cannon guns and stuff like that and i just said look scuba you know would you be interested in this and he was away on holiday at the time he's like yes he said how much so I, I said this is my asking price i said but i could go down to this and he said i can definitely do that i was like fine okay awesome packed it up for him sent it to him i know it's in a good home i know he'll look after mm. it he loves it and i'm um, you know do i regret selling it i i no because z force and sas force when i was a kid I sort of bypassed it because I was more into Star Wars. Mm. And then when G.I. Joe actually kicked in, it was the Owing G.I. Joe. And I thought, well, these are a lot better than the five POA figures. So that's mm. why I, you know, it, it didn't hold any nostalgia for me, I guess, apart from the main battle tank, which was the only sort of like vehicle I had as a kid with the Sky Striker. But yeah. And I mean, the figure that came with it was articulated like a G.I. Joe anyway. Yes. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, they fit in. Uh, we got an interesting comment from Andrew MCDJ CDC who says he always thought that the storage compartment on the whale underneath was for styrofoam to help keep it af afloat in water. Oh, and see, I are. wish they'd included that piece of styrofoam then. Um, yeah, well, I was with some of the other vehicles. Didn't I was amazed to see that the original shark blueprints indicate that there are foam blocks that are mm. meant to go into the the, the hull. I mean that was dropped mm. when they did the 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 sky shark and certainly dropped when they did did the same mold for the wave crusher in like the 2000s but back in 84 they did not want you to lose your shark neath the waves so it actually came with a little <laughs> box of styrofoam or, or so i'm told i've yet to actually crack open a vintage shark and see those decayed pieces of styrofoam <laughs> <laughs> my goodness so here we go, guys. The crux of this discussion, and this is a very mind-bending topic, an important one that comes to us from Swordsman, a.k.a. Matthew Comstock, member of the Berg Force, and something that we've been dying, or I've been dying to address for a long time, but haven't had the right forum for it. And tonight, tonight we have such a forum. Where do good toys go when we die? What is the ultimate fate of these incredible collections? um let's start let's start wow. subtle let's start start humble uh rob have you ever <laughs> considered where your toys are gonna go when I, you're no longer alive i really haven't actually ever considered that like i, I don't know what, what yeah i haven't really thought that far i mean you, you spend your entire life collecting the toys and having them and now you have them and comics like you in your think. case and comics as well yeah mm. and I really haven't thought beyond that. Like, like what happens to that stuff when I'm gone? Into the casket wow. with you, my friend. I, I <laughs> reckon so. I mean, I, my, my collection is small enough that you could probably do that, <laughs> actually. <laughs> You'd be surprised, man. Take it from one who has filled up many a box and moved toys uh, in my <laughs> lifetime. Um, yeah, that stuff takes up space. I, I'm going to have to rent place. like a double a, dub, a double space in, 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 the, in the graveyard, maybe. Or like a triple <laughs> space. My own like mausoleum or something. So you can just like line the walls with my toys yeah. and they can just die in there with me. 
I don't know. You yeah, just, just mince them up and like be buried in plastic chips. <laughs> like this looks like a piece of a mauler. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Paulie, how about you, man? Wow, I would like. Have you ever considered it? I have. I've considered <laughs> a few options. Okay. Wow. Okay. So the the pie in the sky <laughs> is you know win the lotto and then get a pyramid made, and then like <laughs> you know they can bury my my toys and video game collection with me. That'd be cool. Um, mm -hmm. But no, actually, what I'd, I'd really like them to go to, um, if I have kids, if, I, <laughs> if I'm blessed with kids, I really would like to put in a clause there, like if they want access to their trust fund, my, uh, <laughs> 80, my 80s GI Joe collection has to make it, uh, uh, make it until they're 30, you know? Um, uh, Who determines what make it is? Uh, this is going to yeah. be a complex bit of draftsmanship, man. No, but um, I have actually spoken about it quite a bit about who who it should go to. I mean, Steve, even your name has popped up in those conversations. Uh, wow. uh, the way I live, bro, I'll be dead. Otherwise, I think it's pretty bad that a lot of us do want to kind of get buried with our collections, though, um, because I mean, it's just gonna pollute the earth so yeah i would like to what no I matter like what to, happens paul the toys will eventually end up in the dump somewhere eventually exactly I mean, 100 150 <laughs> 200 years from now um you know your grandchildren your great-grandchildren eventually someone is going to be like okay we're going to throw this out now of course so it's, and it's then an, they're going to miss inevitable. out on paying for a college education you know because that's actually when this stuff is going to be worth something it's to our great, know, for sure. your great-grandchildren are going to have you know gonna yeah, they're going to be houses like, with they're going to be like dad had storm shadow and it's worth like a billion dollars you know something <laughs> but um because you know every every other collector's going to bury their collection themselves with their collection so now that's going to be yeah. kind of rare anything that's but left over is going to be worth a lot of money what i would like to do is is, is at least pass on not the uh, legacy is the wrong word, but I'd like to pass on the enjoyment I had with these toys to my children in the form of, you know, letting them understand the story behind my stuff. And if they do want to keep it, by all means, if they don't, they can throw it away because honestly, I'll be dead. So, like, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Unless, of course, we can download ourselves to a computer chip and then re upload ourselves into a new body or something. I don't know. Well, there we go. Well, but, I've uh, got to interrogate you further, there. but you, you need to consider what would happen if you died tomorrow like that's that's the more immediate question that i want to ask because you're getting a bunch of new shit if you have that's if you have means. offspring okay well thank yeah. you fair enough but yeah, yeah do you have do you have some device in place do you have a will yes have yeah, you nominated your toy collection in your will yes i have actually interesting wow. yeah okay, I, uh, my, my i have not thought lady that actually far asked me to all. do a will to draft a will because of my because of gunplayer say as well I think my mother would probably just have to decide to get it. She'd probably just give it all to Stephen as well, actually. Because Stephen's <laughs> gonna get just get all the stuff that he gave me two years ago back again. Rob, like, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't <laughs> like place my faith in in someone else making the correct decision. Uh, like consider so consider drafting the world. Okay, I guess I could, but like you know. I, I literally, I can't, I, I don't think that far ahead. Like my mm. brain does not perceive time beyond right now. Like fair enough. Living in the moment. Come. 
Yeah. <laughs> Stu, I hope you've had enough time to ponder this. Uh, yeah, maybe you you've already kind of, considered it. Yeah, you made it kind of easy by saying, what if I died now? Well, not, not now, because mm. it wouldn't be very good live on air, would it? Um, if, if, <laughs> if, it was, like, if it was like... Before you even tell us the answer. If it was, um, if it was tomorrow, um, I would get my, my wife to sell it and pay for my funeral. That's actually that's actually wow. a good that's a good option. It, because it's pretty really lavish pretty funeral these days. I mean, it, it well, it would be. It, I'd be coming in on the barge. That would be taking <laughs> me. So that would be, be awesome. But the Star Wars theme. If, if, be if great. it was if oh yeah, if it was like years and years and years to come when I'm a little old old pensioner and stuff like that, I'll get my wife to sell it and pay for my funeral. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. So nice. yeah, no, I I, but, I, I but have kids. Selling but the thing is they. Yeah, but, I mean, selling it presents sell- such a problem. It's a logistical nightmare. Like yeah. she would probably sell it in big lots and not get not nearly as much. Well, no, um, my wife should keep it because she loves this sort of stuff. I mean, oh, does she? She's brilliant. Very much into it as well. So I'm, I'm, I'm very thankful. Uh, most people just have one big room to put their collection. My, mine's spread over the over three rooms. So I've got figures on shelves in in the bedroom, in the master room. I've got stuff in the front room. I've got a massive TIE fighter collection in front of the TV set. Behind the couch, I've got the sail barge and all my Lego. Lego's another thing. Um, And then I've got this room here as well. So, you know, I'm very fortunate that she encourages me to buy stuff. I mean, listen, what... I I mean, they always say you've got to listen to a woman. So, And the woman's always right, or the, the lady's always right, should I say. Or your wife's always right. And she said, well, if you see it, Buy it because you don't know when you're going to see it again. I don't need any other invitation than that, do I? What more do I need? <laughs> if you see it, buy it. Okay, I like that. I'm having that. And it's cheapest, dude. You hit the jackpot, son. Well, that's <laughs> what I always tell people as well. You know, you visit the comic book shop. You know, if they see a figure, or even if it's not just something that we have, if you see it, buy it mm. because it literally you may not ever you may not ever see it again mm-hmm. at that price, even. You're gonna pay hundreds of thousands more for that item. All right, Bob Squad wants to know: <laughs> hypothetically, could someone get buried in their flag? I suppose someone of a certain stature. Uh, well, I'm could he? Sure ever... Is he? <laughs> uh, pa- Paul's a contortionist. Um, so <laughs> yes, on Paul's. Well, you could get I, cremated I can... and, and placed inside it. I mean, obviously, that that would always good. work. I do have a, a well in our flag review um, from ages past. You do lie past, down next to it. Too. I do yeah, lie down are. next to it and kind of snuggle up on it. But I, I yeah, the hull itself yeah, wouldn't. It's not wide enough. Me. It's long enough, but it wouldn't be wide enough. What if you lie down your side? You, you you shrivel up, don't you? When you, you lose some weight. They can lay on your side. In the, in the yeah. Side. <laughs> they'd have to build a Every custom hull you. essentially like basically like create a casket and then lay the deck plates on top put the like slide the tower in put a few sky strikers on top yeah that'd, that'd be a, quite a handsome armor on the tower <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. giving giving a navy salute oh man good times oh, oh, just what about you steve you, thing what about you hand. what would oh. you do <laughs> Cheers, too. I always kind of slip under the radar because um, hey. I'm typically the one answering the questions. But yes, the, uh, yeah. the 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 inheritor of my collection is actually in this chat, um, and and it's Stu. useful to to. Congrats, yeah, Stu. Well done. You made it, baby. <laughs> we, we only just met. 
Yeah, but, um, I, figured, I figured you needed a flag and a defiant in your life. No, Rob, you are nominated to inherit oh, wow. everything. <laughs> My goodness. Everything. Simply because you are geographically here. So, yeah, I mean, like, here, it would be a massive headache, but basically you'd have to come in here and help yourself to all this stuff. Um, and well, what hasn't been specified... Wagon, so it would take a couple a of trips. Easier. More than a couple of trips. Take a trailer. Uh, a couple of trailer trips. Anyway, <sighs> th- what I wanted to make clear here so that um, I don't have to actually redraft the will is I would want you to use your discretion and um, sell what needs to be sold, what you know don't, you don't feel you have capacity for or desire mm-hmm. to have, um, and use it to assist yourself in, in any way. Um, and then also be mindful of the fact that Paul might have a few holes in his collection that, um, you know, stuff of mine I'll absorbed be, into his. I'll be, exactly. I'll be more than happy so to you... sell him anything he can afford. <laughs> this is deep, boys. You just, just need some music. <laughs> somebody is murdering a cat right now. Oh, but anyways, anyways, that's 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 me proclaiming quite publicly that that's the destiny of my stuff. If I was oh, to sorry, drop it tomorrow, to, I have to make space. <laughs> wow. When Elliot's old enough, wow. things might change, and that that's, yeah, a, that's sure. a big if because he needs to actually show that he appreciates this stuff. Yeah, as much as, it, if not more than it, me, you know, like the, the one person's, um, you know, treasures someone else's rubbish. I mean, it really is. It's a personal thing. It's these things are subjectively worth a lot to us. Um, mm-hmm. But if he if he really doesn't show any interest in it, then you you you're just giving him something that takes up space in in his mind. It's not something that he will value. Um, yeah, so it's it's better. I think whoever gets our toys, I hope it's someone who who values them as much as we do. I've got a 20-year-old and a 22-year-old, and I don't think that they would. I don't think they've showed any interest in this collection whatsoever. And I would feel kind of like bad and guilty if I didn't pass it on to them, because when when I'm gone, I'm gone. Whatever happens Mm. to it, it's going to happen to it. I have no control over that. So if, like, for example, I I sort like did leave it to to my two kids they've got their own they, they've got their free will to do what they will with it as in whether they want to keep it and pass it on to their kids or and or, or, or keep it just as a like in memory of me or they can sell it and do, you know do what they want with it when you're gone you're gone you, you've got no control over what well, i guess yeah no literally to who it goes to but my, my kids have shown no interest in in any of this sort of stuff so sad I don't know. Yeah. Well, as long as uh, whoever's selling them off is getting fair prices, man. There's nothing worse yeah. than the, the sharks swooping in and, and ste- yeah. making steals. But oh, then yeah. again, power to them. Alive as well. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Truth. You know? I think there's a bit point of a macabre where... uh, note to end on. It was going so it. well up into it. It's all happy <laughs> shall, shall we play a little okay, guys, game? Just... <laughs> oh. Again. Uh, like well, kind of a game. Wow. I don't know. I, I I I'd like to get just uh, some cross sections on on us as GI Joeberg and Stu, the Universal Toy Collector. Um, just in terms of our GI Joe tastes, uh, this is something that I prepared yonks ago for a, a chat that I had with some other toy uh, channels, Retro Blasting, Analog Toys. But I never got the chance to ask it of my 
my own two pals down there. And certainly um, it's nice to have Stu in the mix and, and weigh in on these things. But I'd like to play a little game of who wore it best. G.I. Joe edition. <laughs> we have Colonel Hawk and General Hawk. The, we've got the 1982 release and the 1986 release. Stu, which of these two Hawk action figure looks do you prefer? I like the um, original. Oh, wow. Um, the green like body the condom. Nice. Yep. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> one for the original. <laughs> Rob, you laughed. You nominated. Which one do you well, prefer? Well, I, I have more experience with the, the one on the right side. So I, I think personally, I, I enjoy that version more. 86. Okay, we are tied. Paul, break the tie, baby. One on the right, dude. All the way. All right. Uh -huh. You see, like, yeah, yeah. see these young that's, guys. That's my hawk. <laughs> well, when I say that's my hawk, that's my favorite of these two. Okay. Stu, as, the, as the dissenting opinion, stand up for the original. What uh, What is the allure to that figure? It's the original, isn't it? It's, it's Absolutely. you know, it's the original one. I mean... Yeah, they all had pretty much the same face mold and stuff like that. But, you know, for, for back in the day, this, this, these were the figures that drew me into G.I. Joe in the first place, you know. So, yeah, nice. that's, that's why. Ain't no school like old school. Good. Same Damn right. Uh, let's flip the script and talk Cobra Commanders. <laughs> now, this one is quite polarizing in terms of maybe ages, but we've got the original Battle Helmet Cobra Commander versus the 1987 Battle Armored Cobra Commander, if indeed you do take that to mean, uh, do take that as Cobra Commander and not Fred. Ah, let's start with Paul this time. Are you a Battle Armor kind of guy or a Battle Helmet kind of guy? Oh, geez, dude. Um, Battle helmet, like okay. helmet cover commander is the way to go. Also, the pictures didn't change. Just saying. Oh, now they have. Yay! No, battle helmet <laughs> cover commander is my favorite. Um, battle armor. Blame my shitty connection. Sorry. Now, battle armor is fun, and it's probably the most unusual. Well, not the most unusual. It's just it's a nice departure. But come on, helmet all the way. It's the best one. I know everybody wants okay. the hood, but I like the helmet. <laughs> Rob, which do you prefer? Uh, I, I, well, <laughs> hilarious, Paul. Carry on. I would, uh, I'd, I'd go with the, 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 well, not, not the battle, battle armor. I'll go with the other one. I think it's, it's more mm. true to my, at least my conception of who Cobra Commander is. Very good. Stu, is it going to be a clean sweep for the, it is going to be a clean sweep. It is going to be a clean sweep for the simple reason is that I, in my opinion, the um, Battle Armor Cobra Commander isn't Cobra Commander. Yeah. Very good. Well, most of the time, yeah. Reason enough. Except in that Deke series. All right. We now have Roadblocks, original 1984 tank top version versus the 1986 <laughs> gray pants <clears throat> and lime vest with that red shoulder pauldron. It's a striking look, but which is your favorite paul kick us off Ooh, uh this is a really tough one for me but i'm gonna mm -hmm. go with the one on the right i love the second that version being 86 86 yes the green green vested uh red shoulder pad thing version i dig it it's great 
Hmm. I just think the figures before. Uh, I think it's also a toy thing. I think the proportions on the '86 version are a little bit nicer than the original, which is kind of a thing for me on these. Can't argue with you there, man. Mm. Yep, it's gonna be tough to go OG, but Stu, what do you say? I'm gonna go OG. You've got Mardu. Good there, boy, and and you can't yep. beat that, in my opinion. But that's, that's, there you are. Nice. I like having a uh, tie because that means Rob gets to break it. And, oh, and yeah. it's interesting, like, like, what's going through your head right now, Rob? Like, is it a classic look? Is it coming down to the weapon? Is it the one that well, you got introduced to first? Well, I think, I think they're both great versions of the character. Like, like the the update is really cool, but I think the original is still the more iconic version of the character, huh. um, to me at least. And I like that he isn't kind of like smiling with his face like really wide open and all baring his teeth and stuff um so i like the original more actually and also because the gun is more straightforward it's more clean it's more plain um mm. and he comes with more accessories as well yes that's more yeah. removable helmet is a is a big one like roadblock is never synonymous with a removable helmet he's got almost too much character but it's nice to have that option and, no, and the, the box of ammo accessories come awesome. off the backpack badass Oh, sorry, Paul. Yes, absolutely. We can't not mm. make mention of the tiger stripe yellow helmet. What a, what a bonza! Um, cool, <laughs> awesome, awesome bonza. I don't know. Isn't that what ye old Englishmen say? Flaming <laughs> bonza. I don't know. <laughs> I saw that no. in an action. <laughs> what a bonza! I saw that in, in an action force comic book once. Anyway, that's like an Australian <laughs> thing. Carry on. Oh yeah, totally. Totally, because it yeah. was a Ricondo. Ricondo was saying it. So it what is... a bonza. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, it's late. Actually, it's not even. I can't even make that my excuse. It's nine. No, it's 10 o'clock. All right, let's go with Destro. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, yeah, I, I used PNGs, so these are actually comic book grabs. Because, yes, his, yeah. um, Iron, his Iron Grenadier's look... Um, the, 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 the file card only takes the clipping from the, the, the what's it, the, that thing, the despoiler, which is not the best artwork of him. Mm. So, yes, we've got OG 1983 silver helmet, and then we've got the Iron Grenadiers 1988. Mm. And, like, kindly put yourselves in the gaps of the image so we can see your faces <laughs> as you deliberate. No, I'm kidding. Oh, I'm good kidding. Oh, his legs. There you go. Stu's right <laughs> between Destro's legs. Yeah, All right. Uh, um, let's leave Stu for loss so you can perhaps be the tiebreaker. <laughs> uh, Paul, which Paul, one do you always prefer? gets to go first. It's crazy. Paul's going to go with the, the, the gold helmet a bit. Yeah, Rob's yeah. right. Rob's right. But it's always by a hair because okay. I really love the, the Iron Grenadier look. I think it's so cool. Yeah, well, obviously. I'm going with the original because it's, it's, it's just rocks. I mean, the, the other one just looks like he's a pirate. He's like, you. <laughs> yeah. You look like a pirate. Mr. <laughs> the open seas. Those then fighting cool, words. Destro looks much cooler in his original look. All right, Stu, break that tie, baby. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go for the original look, but mm. I would like the original look with the red cape. I think that would be pretty cool. All right. Mm. That'd actually be a good addition. No. I think it would look fantastic. Think, it looked more I think intimidating. It might take something away from the the collar. I mean, this isn't the best image to show it off, but um, 
Destro's got a tasteful Give amount of red. Give him the cape. I but always like soft have goods. A it was it, the, the action figure had a far slighter collar than like his animated appearance. The animated yeah. appearance. Although made the, the, the 90s version like, had a way bigger collar, like this one. Yeah, it was way it's more obvious. But yeah, the original mm. figure had had a bit of a collar. Nice, but uh, yeah, were you a fan of his Red Jackal action figures too? Did you ever have a hyena? Did you ever see no, Destro in that form? No, I, I I've seen him in that okay. form, but I I never had him as a as a figure. But no, I didn't have the Red okay. Hyena. But this was the nice the way vehicle. Destro should be presented. You didn't kind of feel yeah. like yeah, oh, but yeah, I know him yeah. from something else. Okay, great, good. Mm. Uh, here's another one that's going to divide us. I'm oh. sure. Storm Shadow 1984 versus Storm Shadow oh. 1988. Oh my god! Uh, I'm not gonna make Rob go first this time. Oh wait, wait, did I make Paul? You're go not gonna make, make Paul go, go first, first this time. time. <laughs> Rob, Rob, please. I think you're you're the most mysterious um, answer because I think I can predict <laughs> the way Stu and the way Paul are gonna lean on this. Uh, it it really is actually quite difficult because I mean you have the original version um, which is the when he's you know undercover as it were in, in Cobra and then you have like the updated really cool um, like patchwork grave stuff on him. Um, wow, this is difficult. But I think I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it old school. I think I think this time I'm gonna go old school. So Cobra enemy ninja storm shadow. Very good, Stu. What's it going to be? Yeah, I'm. I'm going to uh, agree with Rob. It's going to be the um, the Cobra, the enemy. Mm. Yeah, Paul, are you going to surprise this, us, man? By yes, yes, by going with go. the original, or are you going to go with, is, you know, with with this guy? This side is 84 Storm Shadow. This side is 88. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and uh, okay. I'll see which one I like oh, the wait. Point. I got a flip. Uh, okay, it's 88 today. <laughs> you know, that's pretty I fair. I think a lot of people probably. would flip a coin. Yeah. It's it's yeah. it's a tough one. Mm. Uh, but Stu, you you were going to say something, then I cut you off, buddy. Yeah, I was just going to say that um the the 88 version was that was when he was with G.I. Joe, wasn't it? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Though, if you want to get technical, I don't know if he ever really enlisted as an as a, as a member of GI Joe, he was kind of a, yeah. still his own own operative entity, but yeah, occasionally he helped on out. his own side, as Darren says. Very good, consultant. <laughs> but yes, Paul, you're absolutely right. It's like for a lot of us, I mean, there's there's a superior mm. build to the 1988 version. Like there's some detractors on the like the, just the engineering of the original. I mean, if it wasn't just so damn cool as the original. Like he does have a strange head, and the weapons aren't terrific. Like I'd struggle to get mine to hold his damn swords, and say nothing of that pathetic little bow. Mm -hmm. um, whereas the eighty-eight's got bow some badass gear. Is way more gear. realistic mm -hmm. on the original. Really? Yeah. You need to see. Like I've got one now, so I'll show it to you, Robin. You you might <laughs> you might change your mind. It's, I've got one too. I've, I have a retro edition. Oh so, yeah, but that retro edition bow is shit ugly. I love the retro edition bow. Do you like it? I'm oh that's cool, man. Favorite. That's a win for you. Like, <laughs> nice. It's, yeah. All right, I final round, gentlemen. 
final <laughs> with break apart action to make them TNT sticks. <laughs> but it's time for the final round. I mean, who anyone who knows be? anything about GI Joe, who else could it be? It's Snake Eyes, Commando. Oh, well, three versions. Jeez. Oh no. To hang the oh. vote. <laughs> but I'm, you know, is this going to play out the way I think it's going to play out? So you guys might might surprise me yet. We have the 1982-83 Commando. We've got the 1985 Ninja. And then we've got the 1989 with the blowgun, the sword, the three-section staff, Uzi. So yeah, it just notices the equipment loadout increases exponentially. Gets but better and better. Let's leave our guest for last. Um, oh. <laughs> Paul or Rob, who wants to speak first on this? Well, Robbie, okay. you go. Let's flip a cap and decide. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, I'll go. It's, it's it is really difficult because I think all three versions are fantastic. Um, but I I have to go with the one I've had the most experience with and I've had the most fun with, and there'll be uh, 1989. I think uh, he's fantastic. I mean, it, it, yes, over time they keep adding more and more details to the character, um, but I think. I really enjoy that version. Like his, his equipment all comes together. It all makes sense to me. Um, and yeah, I think I, I'll have, I have to go with 89. Sorry. Ding, ding. One for the 1989 version. Wow. Silver. Hell <laughs> Paul, yeah. Silver. Which one is your favorite look? Way, 85. Mm, all the way. Interesting. Okay. Well, it hinges yeah. on our guest now. Is he going to hang the vote or is he going to... Gonna go okay, with one so of already picked. I can count out the one where he's got the um the the, the knives across his chest. I just don't like that look at all. <laughs> this is a real this is a real Fair tough enough. one between the eighty two and um the ninja. Um, I'm I'm gonna make it a clean sweep. I'm gonna go for ninja. Ooh, ninja yeah. excellent. Yep, can't beat it. I mean, it it kind no. of does everything with the commando version but it adds to it like the basic yeah, yeah. construction of the original is it's beautiful and it's famous but it is a little bit plain jane maybe that's its appeal it is that for me but like yeah the ultimate expression of snake eyes will always be Pfizer. yeah yes yeah yeah it pains definitely. me to admit it because i'm kind of a goggles kind of guy but yeah it's just a it's a better action figure at the end of the day and with that gentlemen We've come to the end of another yes. fantastic Mark agrees with chat. And um, I thank you, Stu, for joining us. And I thank you for having no. us on your show last week. Man. Oh, yeah. No, check no, it out. Nice. If you're listening to this, check it out. It was a lot yes, of traffic yes. that way. I'm uh, at Universal Toy Collector on, on YouTube mm. and on Instagram. And they're the only two platforms that I, I play on. I you don't go Twitter or, or Facebook. So um, it's just those two. So I, I advertise myself well. As well, you can there we tell, go. Just the two, just the two platforms. Makes it much but easier. I, listen, I, I was no, really interested. I, I mean, I know it's come to the end of it, but I was really interested to, to hear what you guys thought about the movies. Ooh, that's well, a the, podcast the, uh, in and of itself. <laughs> yeah, there you are. Well, quick fire, I guess. Yeah, the first movie but, yeah. was like uh, made by people who had no idea what GI Joe was about. The second movie was kind of going in the direction of what I think GI Joe is more about. And then the Snake Eyes movie was kind of once again they're inventing their own stories about what GI Joe was. I don't even think the third movie was originally a GI Joe movie. 
I think oh, they shoehorned G.I. <laughs> Joe into this somehow, like like somehow into their Snake Eyes, you know, movie. If I had to choose which one I enjoy the most, it'd probably be the second one. The one with Dwayne, uh, Dwayne Johnson. Probably a little bit, but just a little bit. Yeah, with The Rock. You know, yeah. he's just uh, The Rock. Can't, you can't lose. Mm. Big bald man. I appreciate the first <laughs> one for it spores out the bathtub, like madness like it, it it pushed the boundaries on on gi joe as like a science fiction action adventure story which i think is my happy place for gi joe sure it was misguided as hell and it was actually another movie that stephen summers was trying to make was it summers mm. yeah whatever yeah, so. that is the accelerator suit movie was what he actually wanted to make but he got stuck with this you know toy movie from hasbro mm. um so you're seeing those elements infiltrated and it's 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 so divorced from the the best premise of G.I. Joe. But I do applaud it for being a little bit out there, a little bit sci fantasy. I think when G.I. Joe strays a little bit too far into like hard military, it loses that fun and it could just be anything else. Like I don't think the right direction for G.I. Joe in film is to do Black Hawk Down. Uh, so I yeah, agree. Rise of Cobra did that. I, I just find retaliation to be insulting now, like because it's there, there's some hopeless pandering, and I mean we now know why Bruce Willis has has become somewhat withdrawn in the films that he does and and the approaches that he takes. But like, it just wasn't a good fit. Like he didn't. He looked mm. bored. Uh, everything the Rock touches turns <laughs> to gold, I suppose. But I just am so sick of him playing himself. <laughs> There's never any any variation of character. You're always going to get the rock playing the rock. Um, yeah. And a podcast that I was listening to the other day put it very bluntly and said, like, we love him. We love his movies and we love the, their financial success. But when is someone going to take this guy and, and, and actually write a good part for him? Like a really mm -hmm. standout, amazing role. Mm -hmm. I mean, it might involve him having to do what Schwarzenegger did and, like, take a massive pay cut and do some... Do do twins, do his twins. But like all of Dwayne's movies are kind of all of his roles are kind of mediocre at best. And they seem like you right. see him in interviews and you think, like, this cat's got it going on. He's really good. Hey, smart guy, yeah. He needs to stop being in the jungle cruises and the Fast and Furious movie. Like, you know, he needs to Go do something to a little fairy. <laughs> do, do 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 a passion project. Exactly. At long lost. Instead Be of but fairy. it's probably it's probably too late for that. It's probably far too big and marketable and like a franchise <laughs> saver for him to step back and do something. Or like or, or like Schwarzenegger we're gonna have to wait till he, you know, enters his seventies or eighties before he actually makes movies that aren't all action. Mm. And then mm. Snake Eyes to round it out, G.I. Joe Origins, Snake Eyes or whatever they titled it wasn't a G.I. Joe film at all. Once again, I seem to think that they just had some other script floating around and Hasbro's team of, I don't know, the, the, the think tank, the room, the guys in the room just put a big G.I. Joe stamp at the top of it and like Snake Eyes, boom, let's make this mm. the story of Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow because really all the G.I. Joe-esque elements were shoehorned into it. It mm. seemed very, very square peg round hole fit. As in, definitely not a fit at all. Mm. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I echo these two gentlemen's uh, sentiments, uh, with the exception being that I, I enjoyed all three, um, but I don't think any of them are great movies. And I think that all of the G.I. Joe movies are like Nerf guns with a G.I. Joe logo stuck on. It's not G.I. Joe, mm. but you still have fun with the Nerf gun. So mm. that's kind of my vibe uh, with the whole thing, with the movies. Um, that said, mm. I still watch them often enough in the background. It's weird. Uh -huh. Yeah. Not so much Snake Eyes, the, the first two. I just, there's something, you know, elements I like. I really enjoy the whole ninja battle scene with um, Jinx. So that was cool. So um, interesting point raised by Ryan in the chats. He seems to be under the impression that the Sarge was going to play Joe Colton, but couldn't hmm. make the movie because of WWE. If there's truth to that, that could be really fun. Um, yeah. Though still, I, I don't know if I... Yeah, but hey, who am I to say? I, I would have loved to see that. I probably would have loved to see that a lot more than, hmm. than Willis. But look, that, that wasn't what tanked that film for me. I think there are far more egregious, like insulting things that happen. Probably our, our favorite, if we had to choose a favorite, is the animated movie. You know, nah, that's well, the best without movie. saying it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ryan says it came from the Sarge himself. That's awesome. Awesome. Wow. Mm, interesting. Uh, well, then, wow. then I can believe it. Bloody hell. That's so cool. Um, Bloody hell. I'm curious, <laughs> like, like, sorry, and I know Steve's normally the one that throws this out there, but I'm actually curious about the post box, the pit this time around. Oh, Rob, do you have a response from you previous episode? Scoop. Yeah. Oh, from... while he scrambles for that, I'm just going to flash up the Patreon <laughs> wall. Thank you to the Berg and... Force for their amazing support. We appreciate you and guys. Welcome, Christoph, to Tonight. Yes. Excellent. Thank you, Christoph. Welcome someone new. <laughs> Yo, well, Jobo. We have somebody new recently as well in the form of Jim Godfrey. So that's also pretty that's cool. That's true. But, uh, but now he's been, he's, he's been supplanted by Christoph. So Christoph is our newest, coolest guy. <laughs> newest, saying, coolest sorry, guy. Jim. You're going to have to join up again. <laughs> <laughs> Remove your membership and then buy another month. Uh, yes. <laughs> Robbie, whose comment really struck home for you this week? Okay, well, I think uh, I'm glad people agree with us. Um, so I, I, I'm looking at our episode, planning a play motion. Um, is that the right one? Yeah. Hmm, no, it would be our Halloween, our creepy toys our episode. Creepy that was last toys. But hey, planning a play motion, if you've got a comment warmed up for us there, that'd be great. Oh, I understand now. Ah. It's because of the way that they've rearranged the the videos damn on YouTube. YouTube. So, so YouTube now they put your videos sucks. in one place, shorts in another place, and then anything that was ever streamed is now in its own live section. So even though this is technically a video afterwards, it's why did they do these things? Facebook's changed as well. Now I have to kind of like switch accounts if I want to see like GI Joburg stream. It's so annoying. Very I annoying. missed out so much G.I. Joe content. Like Mark from Lewin, uh, the other day he posted links for the for the photo for his like guide to see if anybody was interested. I didn't even see that that post pop up. I didn't get a notification, nothing. It's so annoying. Facebook oh, sucks. They need to fix it. Or but you know, anyway. something. Uh, anyway. MC DJ ACDC, uh he, he said he thanked me for my shout out. <laughs> just so happy to mention you. And he's glad I could, he could make us laugh a bit and a ton of emojis. So thank you, Andrew. 
Thank you, that Andrew. And Andrew uh, would be, I suppose, the perfect uh, note to end this on because he's just said in the live chats, I wonder if your toys look at you as you age and will mourn your passing like Daniel with the death of Prime. Uh, wow. Oh, man. Does wow. that mean we're going to like sort of fade to gray and black and just go? We keep trying to bring the mood up, but we keep coming back <laughs> down again. <laughs> Uh, till all are one, good. gentlemen. Till all are one. Stu, thank you for joining us once again. Pleasure. Uh, lovely Absolute long time, pleasure. Pal. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Enjoy man. Enjoy it. Thank you so much. And yeah, all yeah, the best with the channel. Um, uh, may you get new subs and views. Uh, yes. I'm just Listen, out there, I'm, like, the G.I. Joe Big Tribe must just, get behind you. Just want to throw it out there quickly. I think I'm 12 away from 200 subscribers. Mm. Big numbers for me. Awesome stuff. Um, it's, I've not been doing it um, for, well, I've been doing the channel for less than a year. But 200 mm. subscribers, wow. there will be a 200 subscriber giveaway, and it's going to be G.I. Joe related. So, Bob's oh. wonderful. So, subscribe, oh, yeah. and then let's see what goes What on do there. they have to do to go into the draw? Just, be a subscriber. just write a comment on a, on a video. Say how cool is you it are. Not like a, a specific video, not just any video. So, I will say that <laughs> this video. I'm going to choose going any to video be, now. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so, so, like, I'm going to be doing a video, and then I'll say, right, you know, to, to, to enter this draw, leave a comment and a like on this video and then your name will go into a hat and I will do a random Hell draw yeah. a oh, week later. Prize draws are the best. Awesome. So yes, everyone listen are. to this, head over to the Universal Toy Collector and subscribe and keep yes. your ears peeled, your eyes Get me to, to 200 and you might win some goodies. Yeah. Yeah. Joe goodies. All right. Thanks again to everyone who attended live. If you'd like to join, uh, Patreon's the way to do it, and we'll be heading to the after party after this, so you have whoop, access whoop. to our our Discord uh, server. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Yeah, get a bevy awesome in hand. <laughs> awesome. So long, Stu. Goodbye, no, boys. Pleasure. See you next week. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Yo, Joe. Yo, Joe.